You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome everyone to today's episode of The Big Possible Show. Noah Scott signing on with a fabulous pioneer. Uh, calling in from Dubai today. So welcome to the show, Melanie Oliver. Melanie is a holistic therapist and spiritual life coach who helps people heal deep emotional wounds so they can break negative life patterns and live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilling life. Welcome to the show, Melanie. How are you? I'm doing very well, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So do you want to just take a moment outside of that bio and just fill people in a little bit about who you are and what you do? I know I, I read your story and it's really inspiring and just uh, really looking forward to, to the conversation today. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I am, uh, as you as you mentioned, uh, I'm, I'm based in Dubai, uh, but I'm actually half Brazilian, half English. I, I was raised here. Um, so um, I actually don't know where I'm from. <laughs> I've been an expat my whole life, um, but I do have a lot of roots in Brazil. We used to go back to Brazil every summer, and that's kind of where my uh, spiritual and healing journey sort of started. It's I'm from Bahia, from the northeast. I'm not on the coast. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's a very mystical, very magical, and filled with um, yeah mysticism and occult. And um, you know, my grandmother used to cleanse my energy when I was young. Uh, my aunts used to take me to see spirit doctors and psychic doctors and witch doctors and things. So I grew up around. Um, I, I was already immersed in the whole holistic um, occult uh, field, and I guess you know. Um, Growing up in my teens, when I started to develop, a, you know, depression and suicidal ideation and, you know, toxic uh, self-sabotaging patterns and all of that, you know, in my mind, I, uh, what I thought of healing was what I was taught, you know, um, as a child, which is to clear your energy, go to a psychic doctor or whatever, and get herbs and have baths, you know, with herbs and things like that. And so that's kind of the path that I uh, went on. And it was only... <laughs> maybe 10 years after that, that I, I sort of realized that, you know, nothing was changing. I was getting like these quick fixes, but nothing was deeply changing in my soul. I was still depressed and had suicidal ideation and all of that. And um, it was only when I started to really process my emotions and um, dive deeper into basically my childhood traumas that my life started to change. And that's basically what I do now. I help um, women and men heal deep emotional wounds and access those wounds so that they can transform their life. Wow. What a, what an incredible journey. And I love the fact that you brought this up, like the, the quick fixes, the things that are yes. sort of there to provide temporary release don't necessarily solve the, the underlying issues. And so no. I'd love to go ahead and dive in. It sounds like you've had quite a journey. Would you take us on a story of a time that maybe you were chasing a big, it could be a goal or a scary life decision. Um, and what was going through your head at the time? And, and how did you discover the courage to move forward and embrace that change or that, that, that goal? Sure. I'm going to um, share. It was more, I wouldn't say this is a goal, but it was more of a, a manifestation. And the reason why I want to share this is because it taught me a lot about the power of our hearts and uh, the power of our pure, sincere 
uh, soul's desire when it's really in alignment with you know your truth. Um, so I was being called to to go to this retreat, and um, I didn't have the money at the time. I, I and you know my little ego was thinking, okay, I need to work for six months and blah blah blah, and have this number of clients and all of that. And um, but I, I really had this pull to go like now. I just didn't have the resources to do that. And and at the time I was going through, uh, I was actually in a, an abusive, toxic uh, relationship. And so I was still suffering with depression and I was, I was confused. And I just wanted to get away from this relationship to get clarity and obviously dive deeper into myself and all of that. And I was still having these dreams and signs and everything to go. And I said, okay, so I'm going to sit with myself <laughs> You know, I tuned into my heart and um, I said, if this is what you truly desire, then um, show me what I need to do. And like I said, my little ego is like, OK, I need to work this number of hours. I need to have this. Number. And so I was thinking um, uh, my ego was thinking logically, but my heart, I really felt the desire and I emanated this desire from my heart. And I, I just took a moment to let my mind go and really feel what my heart was telling me. And it was funny because I remember it so cl clearly the, the word that I got was joy, mm -hmm. um, feel joy. And I thought, are you kidding me? This is the only intuition, the intuitive guidance you're going to you know, give me. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I need to trust my heart. I'm going to go with this. So um, I, I said, um, I'm going to give you 24 hours. <laughs> And I'm going to just for the 24 hours, doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to feel joy and be joyful. And, you know, it doesn't matter if someone cuts me off when I'm driving, I'm going to feel joyful washing the dishes. I'm going to really emanate joy. And I really, I went all out. I, I made an extra effort to go all out in this joy thing. And that same day at 10 o'clock at night, I was in, you know, my pajamas, getting ready for bed. And this was the time of Skype. It wasn't Zoom, it was Skype days, right? And my Skype was on, but I, I didn't really... I didn't even know that it was on. And all of a sudden my Skype started ringing and I thought, well, that's strange. Like, who is that? I'm in my pajamas. Right. So um, I answered and, and basically it was the owner of the retreat and I don't have this relationship, you know, with her. I did contact her about, you know, the cost of the retreat and all of that. And um, she said to me, would you like to come to the retreat, you know, next month? I think it was like two weeks time or two and a half weeks time. And I said, yes, I would love to. But, you know, it's finances. I need to wait. Maybe in six months I'll be there and all of that. And she said, no, 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 you don't understand. This is a gift. And I was just gobsmacked. It was like a $3,000 retreat, you know, and I was just like, I, I couldn't get over this. And later on, when I actually did go, um, I found out that somebody had a dream um, that I was supposed to be there. Wow. And she didn't tell me in this call. I found out later, but I was just, and this really taught me about the power of the heart. When you really desire and you really listen to your guidance, it doesn't matter what, what it is. Like you can actually manifest things quickly. And even if you don't have any resources. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that stuck with me. And this is actually what, uh, partly what I teach my clients, how to tap into their hearts desire and really use their heart's desire to um to heal and wounds but also manifest more of what they want in their life mm, what a beautiful story the synchronicity of that is is really just mind-blowing and you know i'm just immediately pulled back to some moments in my journey where I'm, I'm kind of in a similar situation where you just take that leap of faith you trust and somebody shows up 
that yeah. there's no rhyme or reason that just, you know, I, 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 not to go off topic, but I, I do remember one time in Japan, I was sitting there out of money. Somebody showed up and gave me a, like, hey, come teach English with me. And it's just these moments oh, wow. are so you can't you can't explain them other than saying, all right, you need to trust. <laughs> just, yeah, totally. Just, and I've got so many stories like this. So yeah, I'm glad that you brought that one up as well, your story, because so, you said it right. You have to trust. Let's let's actually go a little deeper on that, if you don't mind. So what are some of the things that you work with your clients um, to, and this could be practical tips, to allow them to practice that idea of trusting a little bit more and creating a vision and finding finding the place in which they're able to let go of their vision and just accept, you know, kind of uh, good stuff happening to them. Sure. I mean, I'll be honest, I work with a lot of clients who are deeply traumatized. So a big part of the initial work is trauma work, mm. is inner child work, is uh, working through their programmings from, you know, parents. So that is the foundation of my work um, because, you know, that is what creates a lot of blocks, a lot of negative beliefs, a lot of fears, a lot of low self-esteem and all of that. So, um, yeah, the beginning part is more of that kind of work, but also just me being there, being, uh, I guess, connecting with me, my energy, me being their cheerleader and really asking the right questions and, and really um, being a mirror, like reflecting back to them where perhaps their perception is not exactly what they're seeing maybe they're making assumptions and and seeing things through the wound rather than mm -hmm. their empowered self um so yeah did i answer your question sorry i, I lost trauma. <laughs> yeah absolutely so so okay so we were talking about like getting through trauma um yes and there's a few th things that you can start with with there now w let's assume that now we've we've worked through that survival phase of, okay, we're dealing with, we're, we've gotten to the yeah. point where trauma is no longer haunting us. We're able to now start to maintain a steady, steady pace in life. Now, how do we start to like, I don't want to be cliche, but how do we start to manifest the miracles? Well, firstly, what I found in my journey is by being true to yourself. Um, Cause that also creates alignment and things do start to happen naturally but really is what I talked about in the story, which is emanating a desire from your heart. And then um, it depends on what shows up. You know, if, if there's a block that shows up, then there's an issue that you need to deal with or an emotion. But generally, if you're really in alignment, um, um, I'll just give you an example. I was working with a client just last week. She wanted to manifest a job in a different city. And so we went through the process, got clear on the job that she wanted and all of that. And I, asked her to pray from her heart, like, you know, like I was sharing, it's an emotion that you really emanate. And the miracle really comes from your desire being sincere, that you, it's not an ego based, you don't have any sort of underlying agendas, or um, it's just a, a sincere desire to create, to experience to, hey, I want this in my life. And because I want to experience this. And it's the quality of the desire that is what creates the magic if that makes sense. Beautiful. And, 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 and this is a muscle that you need to practice 
um, that you need to strengthen, sorry. And uh, sometimes I find with myself, like in the example that I gave you, my desire was sincere, but then other times my desire is not so sincere because things show up, blocks show up for me, and then you have to work with that. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's an ongoing process, right? To, to develop that muscle. And also um, it has to be from a place of love. Mm, absolutely. And I, I think if you don't mind, I'd like to continue this theme of, of motivation. And with that, you know, reading some of the, these, you have your poetry on your site, you have all the videos, there's so much that you give back and there's so much creation that mm. is coming from, from you. And I, I, if, if it's all right, let's take a moment to just, I'd like to hear your, the, the why behind the reason you create so much. If that's all right, just kind of yeah, take yeah. a moment to express that that overlying mission that, that keeps you motivated, keeps you pumping out great content. Sure. Um, firstly, um, you know, I spent 10 years on the wrong <laughs> new age spiritual path and it got me nowhere. And I was so frustrated with people not really telling me the truth with all these, you know, healers and and, and wasting my time and money. And if I just knew 10 years ago, like that emotions is the key that you need to do it like this and that, and I would be in a different place now, you know? And, and so it really comes from this place of like, I want to tell people the truth and it's not very popular. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't, you know, so, so people don't waste their time on these people are fascinated with metaphysics and energy and being psychics, but that's not the real path. You know, that's just a distraction. You need to, if when you're on the path, it's about doing this deep inner work and that actually will come as a, as a, um, like a side effect as a, um, the more that you do your work, you naturally become more intuitive. You naturally become more connected with people and, and you naturally start to learn and understand like the laws of the universe without having to learn it intellectually. It's by experiencing it emotionally and, and, uh, um, and, and really, yeah, processing these emotions and experiences that you actually grow and evolve on a spiritual level. Um, yeah, and I, I just really feel that there is a lot of misinformation about the spiritual path a lot of fake gurus which i fell into the trap of i mean I can, i've got loads of stories on that as well um and it gives people like us like me a bad name you know and and, and keeps people lost and disempowered people are losing their power to these new age healing uh, modalities and they, they they don't know why mm -hmm. and, and and they're like oh but i'm trying i'm healing i'm doing this but they're not actually on the real path let me go do another sound bath and everything will be fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so what is the, you know, what's the, what's the good stuff? What's the bad stuff? Like how, how do we, how do we know? Okay. Like obviously just buying crystals with the, for the sake of like, all right, I'm going, I'm going to get healed. Um, there's obviously like a lot of deeper inner work that has to happen um, for this stuff to actually have effect, but what's actually because it sounds like you've experienced with a lot of different spectrums. So like what's effective, what's not effective? Um, for me, was processing my emotions. That was really the number, that was the key and doing it the right way. Because a lot of people, I cried for years, but I was doing the victim cry. You know, even mm -hmm. the quality of the cry was is different. 
there's the healing cry and there's the victim. And I was crying from the place of the victim and I couldn't understand. I'm processing my emotions and nothing's happening. But I was just crying. I was just throwing an emotional tantrum, basically, because I wasn't getting what I, I wanted. I wanted and nothing was changing. I wasn't really willing to take responsibility for my emotions. But because nobody was teaching me or guiding me in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is why I, I don't know if you've seen my website, I bang on about emotions and person and the whole thing is about emotions. Sometimes I feel like I'm a, a broken record. But yeah, so that's no, really the key yeah, for me. Got it. And so this will kind of lead us to the, my favorite segment of the show, which is really about decision-making because, you know, I, I firmly believe that every big dream is built on actions and then all the actions that we do are ultimately built on decisions. And so if, if there is a decision-making framework or a process that you found particularly helpful for you, um, and this could be applied to big life decisions or just day-to-day taskless type decisions, do you have a framework that you found to be particularly helpful? There's one in particular that um, comes to mind is just to sleep on it. <laughs> I love that. Just give it two days and I... Uh, um, my father taught, told me this. That's why it's, you know, um, significant. And, um, you know, often we make decisions out of impulse and it's driven by emotion. It's driven by our emotional wounds. And um, especially in my life, I um, made lots of decisions that I regret. Or, and I, I'd say things or do things that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you know. So, you know, sleep. I, I know this is um, this is cliche and it's maybe very basic, but yeah, just sleeping on it for two nights and taking your mind off it and coming back to it and then checking in with yourself, checking in with your emotions. And very often you'll find that, you know, it's very different. <laughs> That your mm-hmm. even your response and the way that you talk will be different to when you originally want to make that impulsive um, uh, decision, and to make sure, like I said, it's coming from a loving space. It's coming from a place of sincerity, and that you don't have any underlying agendas. And in both cases, it, it comes down to you know processing your emotions first before I making really any decision. Like that. Because your emotions filter how you see the world. And so if you're making decisions from a place of anger or resentment or whatever, you're actually making decisions, you're reinforcing that wound. You're reinforcing your negative patterns. So when you process your emotions first, you will see the whole situation or a decision from a different perspective, a more empowering perspective, from a clear perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. And there's, there's that such beauty in allowing all the fast faculties of your subconscious and just that passive uh, consideration that your brain is going to do when you sort of step away from it. Uh, it it's kind of like a puzzle. You can, you can look at the puzzle, get an idea for it. And then before you try to solve the puzzle, you can go off, go make a sandwich, go for a walk. And your brain is in the background solving it for you so when you come back to it you're like oh yeah i know where these things land i I, I really like that um that approach so thank you for sharing Um, that um all right so as we're working towards wrapping up this is you know we'll we'll leave this as your final final question here Mm -hmm. and you can take this two ways one being through personal life experience or through advice that you've heard from someone else but if we could sum up your most impactful life lesson to uh, 30 seconds or so, what would that be? Oh, to be true to yourself, I think. 
um, because if you're not true to yourself, you will never be happy. You will never really reach your potential. You're going to live your life filled with regrets. And yeah, you it, it's your life. So you have to bet on you. Um, no one else is going to do it for you. So yeah, be true to yourself no matter what. Beautiful. Melanie, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. How does everyone stay in touch with you? How do we support you? Um, you can follow me on social media. I think that would be best. It's just my name. It's Melanie with a Y dot Oliver um, on in Instagram. I just started my Instagram um, on Facebook. It's the same Melanie with a Y dot Oliver or just check out my website. You can subscribe uh, to my website. It's Melanie dash Oliver dot com. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.